Hello, podcast listeners. During this week's sermon, we showed a nine-minute video. I encourage you to go to the church website to watch the video. Thanks for listening. So as I mentioned at the top, and as you can see behind me, in a little while, we're going to watch a video as a part of today's sermon. About eight months ago, uh, I had the privilege of meeting Ajabola and Adaboye Taiwo. Member Judy Jameson, who is often here, but she'll be at the 11 this morning, invited this couple to come to our Lenten study group and to share their faith story with our Lenten group. A large part of their incredible story was the longing to have children and their waiting for a long time before they were able to have children. When I heard their story, I was reminded of the story in Genesis of Abraham and Sarah. Sarah was unable to bear children until she was 90 years old. Our scripture for today comes from Genesis chapter 17 all the way through Genesis chapter 20. I'm not going to read all of that this morning. Um, I chose selected verses, but then I also went to a children's story account, a paraphrase of this story, and I'm going to share that as our scripture this morning. I do recommend if you want to read the whole account, Genesis 17 through 20, you might want to do that at home. But listen now for God's word to us. Once there was a man named Abram. One day the Lord came to talk to Abram, and Abram asked, Who will have all my things when I die? God promised Abram and his wife Sarai that one day they would be parents, even though they were old and had no children. God wasn't sure that Abram understood, so that night he took him outside and said, Do you see all the stars that are in the sky? When Abram looked up, the whole night sky was full of stars, so many, in fact, that he would never be able to count them. Then God said, That is how many children you will have. Quite a few years later, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord decided to change Abram's name to Abraham, which means father of many. He also changed Sarai's name to Sarah. God told them again that they would be parents and that they would have a boy. This time, Abraham laughed so hard, he fell on his face. It was hard to believe that he and Sarah would have a child in their old age. One day, three visitors came to Abraham's house. He hurried to meet them. May I get you something to eat and drink, Abraham asked. Please come in and join us and have a rest. The visitors agreed. So Abraham brought them some food. While the visitors were eating, they asked Abraham, Where is your wife, Sarah? Abraham thought this was a little strange, but he replied, She's in the other room. Then one of them, one of the men spoke and said, I will come back to see you. At this time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Now Sarah, age 90, was listening in the other room. 
She started to laugh, but covered her mouth and laughed to herself because she didn't want to be heard. Then she said to herself, How can I have a child, for I am old? Later, when the visitors had left, Abraham and Sarah realized that the man who had told them this was indeed God. And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? And God said, Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? At the set time, I will return to you in due season, and Sarah shall have a son. A year later, Sarah did have a son. She and Abraham named him Isaac, which means he laughs. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God says to Abraham and Sarah, Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? Or is anything too great? Is anything too difficult? Is anything too tough for God? God says this to Abraham and Sarah. God seems to say to the Taiwos, whose story we will hear, Is anything too tough for God? And God says, I believe to you and to me, Is there anything that's too tough for me, your loving and faithful God? Is there anything too tough for me to do? And what do we say to God in return? Every week we come to worship and we were reminded of God's faithfulness and the songs that we sing and the scripture that we read and the prayers that we pray. On some level, we know God is faithful And there is nothing too tough for God. And yet sometimes we forget, or at least I do, don't we? Sometimes we lose sight, sometimes we doubt, and maybe even sometimes we think we can do a better job than God. Maybe suggesting, we might think this is too tough for you to handle, God. We'll we'll take this one. Sometimes our fears are very reasonable as we go through painful and difficult times and we wonder, God, are you there? Our new members, Ajibola and Ataboye Taiwo, have faith in God and they prayed for a child. And God did not answer their prayer immediately. God didn't seem to answer their prayer on their time, but God did answer their prayer in God's good time. We're going to listen to their story now. What a story, huh? I hope that you enjoyed watching that. It was um, such a treat to, to be able to do that interview with them. My husband Rob and I went over there together, and, it, and we talked with them about an hour. My amazing husband edited it to about nine minutes so that we could show for you today and give you a chance to hear their story. Um, they are uh, faithful, amazing people, and such a gift to our congregation. And the way they shared what a gift this congregation is to them um, some other things that they shared their, their, their new member shepherds are the Woodfin family. Um, and the Woodfins helped to transport six babies 
um, here each Sunday, as well as do some other things in the community with them. And um, also they mentioned Marcia and David Williams and Connie Gottwald and Cynthia Hall. They also were amazed by Circle 2, our Presbyterian Women's Circle 2, who offered them um, new car seats at Christmas time. And um, being a mother of multiples, only two, twins, but um, those things can get expensive and you want to get the exact right ones and that was what such a gift for them. Friends, this is boundless generosity and I thought how appropriate to share this story and to see what our church is capable of and what is happening through God's love and the way lives are being touched even in this season of stewardship. It occurs to me as I've been thinking about this and watching and listening and talking that um, there maybe there's a simple formula going on here, one that we can apply to our lives, even if we and the outcome is not sextuplets. Uh, Step one: trusting in God's generosity, God's faithfulness. Trust and believe that there is nothing that's too difficult. Nothing that's too tough for God. And to believe it as best as we can, recognizing that it might just be with a teeny tiny mustard seed of faith, that we can believe whatever it is in our lives right now, that God does, God is faithful. If we sit and pay attention long enough, I know that you can recall in your own mind a time, maybe even in a season right now, of God's faithfulness. And you know that God will continue to be faithful. Step two, be generous. Because of God's faithfulness, respond in gratitude. Be generous. Share with others. Show God's love to others. Give of yourself and of your things to others, living and giving generously as God gives to us. This is really how we practice being a Christian. If we want to be Christ-like, we act like Christ, who humbled himself, who gave generously, who cared for others. And step three, to remember that God's timing is not necessarily our timing. Can I get an amen? (laughs) I see some nods. God's timing is not necessarily our timing. What we hope for, what we pray for, what we believe in may be exactly what God has in store for us. Or it might be that God has something even a lot better for us. But remember that we worship a God who gave children to Father Abraham and to Sarah at age 190. We worship a God who waited 17 years for the miracle of sextuplets in the Taiwo home. We worship a God who doesn't answer our prayers always in our time, but always in God's perfect time. And so we are encouraged to wait To wait upon the Lord, knowing that God is much more creative, much more imaginative, much wiser, much more loving, knowing that God is faithful 
and in God's good time, God provides. No one said it was easy as Christians. We are required to wake up each day living as faithful as we can with God's help, with vigilance, trusting, waiting, and giving thanks. Even in this season of our church, when we are in a time of waiting, and we might wonder, when will this season end? But look at what is happening in our midst. Even while we are waiting for a new head of staff, for a pastor to be called, while we are waiting, the Taiwo family has found our church family to be a blessing to us and us to them, along with all of the other new members that have joined over the last two years. If you go look in the fellowship hall, you'll see a wall full of pictures of new members who have come into our church life during this season of transition. If you notice in worship, especially at the 11 o'clock service, we have a baptism, it seems like almost weekly. There are so many blessings I could go on and on and on and tell you of the things that have happened in the midst of a season of waiting, possibly a time where I could just go sit in a corner and have a pity party for myself. But God is busy doing God's work, and we are invited to trust and wait and to believe and know that God is about a good thing. Friends, in our Bible story today, our God asks, Is there anything too wonderful for God? What are you holding on to today? And wondering if God can take from you. Or what do you hope for in your life? What do you hope for First Presbyterian Church of Richmond? Let us go before our God, who says, Nothing is too tough for me. And let us see, wait and see, God's response. Let us pray. Most gracious God, we give you thanks for this time of worship. We thank you for this faith story of the Taiwos. And we thank you for our individual stories. We thank you, God, that you know our heart. And we thank you most of all for your faithful love. For it is in Christ Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.